Hey guys, Olivia Neal here, introducing you to my Spotify original podcast, Inner Monologue. You guys know how much I love chatting to you, so what better way to do it than in my very own podcast? Every week I'll be covering a different topic, whether it's relationships or ex. I also want to involve you in this podcast. I can't wait to hear your stories and answer your juicy questions on a weekly basis. To kick off this first episode today, I'll be talking about moving to London. Okay, so today we are talking about moving out. Obviously, I moved to London, I think, just over a year ago. And I know I didn't have, like, a normal experience of moving to London. Like, I obviously moved with, like, a full-time job and anyone else my age probably isn't going to be in that position. So I'm not, like, I'm not going to sit here and, like, pretend that I'm going to have the exact same experience as you. But I can, like, give you advice. I mean, I've lived here for a year and I feel like I've picked up a few golden pieces of info. So I don't know. I'm just going to try, give you some advice, give you some tips about moving up. But this could also apply to, like, literally moving anywhere. It's not just moving to London. Obviously, moving to London is intense, especially from Northern Ireland. But, like, even moving to, like, Liverpool or any other city in England from Northern Ireland is intense. I know a lot of my friends kind of struggled with the transition from living in Ireland to, like, all of a sudden living in this huge city in England. So I hope I can give you some advice. I can give you some of my experiences, tell you some stories. And, yeah, we'll have some fun. So I asked my Instagram for some questions as per usual. I ask every single week. So check out my Instagram if you want to get involved in the podcast. But our first question is, what's your favorite place in London? So I am obsessed with this place in West London. I'm sure you all know what it is, Notting Hill, the famous movie. But there's this place in Notting Hill called Portobello and I am obsessed with it. Like if you're ever even just coming on a trip to London, which I'm sure a lot of you will be, Portobello is the prettiest place in the entire world. Like, it's my favorite place. I'm never out of there anymore. And it's, it's only like 20 minutes from me as well, which is really, really handy. But there's just so many cute little restaurants, all, there's all those like colored houses. It's so pretty. There's like a, like a really nice like community there. I'm just obsessed with Portobello. I really, really want to move there. Obviously, I've just moved to this flat, so I'm going to ride out my lease. Uh, I think I've got it for two years, maybe one year, two years. I'm not sure. But after that, like, I don't know, walking around Notting Hill, I'm like, I want to raise my family here. Obviously, that's completely unattainable. And like, you can, cannot raise a family in Notting Hill unless you're genuinely like a billionaire. But that is my dream. And if you ever come to London, please visit there because like you will just, I bet you'll have the exact same vision as me. It's so cute. A lot of people are like asking me like food recommendations in London because it's overwhelming coming to London. Like there's just so much. Like I don't even know where to begin sometimes. So I'll give you like a recommendation. There's this place called Farm Girl in Notting Hill. It's like on Portobello Road. And it's kind of like Australian style, like brunch place, kind of healthy, but also really, really nice. They have loads of vegan options. It's so nice. And like there's a wee outside terrace that you can sit at the tables and eat it's amazing so that's my recommendation for Portobello also on a Saturday morning they do a market it is incredible it's like loads of like how do I say it? Like, okay, this one's so basic and you're gonna be like shut up but like loads of like really cool North Face puffers which are obviously my favorite I absolutely love North Face puffers so like if you're looking for a second hand like kind of limited edition one like that is your place to go like Portobello market but they also have like so many cool clothes would definitely recommend that Someone said, how bad is driving in London? So I have a car in London, which is completely unnecessary. And I will say that right off the bat. If you have a car at home, don't bring it. I mean, I didn't bring my, I have a car at home that I share with my brother and sister and I didn't bring it to London because like the public transport is nine times out of 10 gonna be quicker than driving somewhere. Also, every time you drive, I'm pretty sure you have to pay 20 quid. Yeah, it's very expensive. And obviously petrol is really expensive. 
basically I'm trying to say it's not worth it I'm not gonna get rid of my car because I actually do really enjoy using it and like I sometimes go on like little weekend breaks away which I like driving to because it's like two hours on the motorway um and a lot of my friends live like I'd say a a 15 minute drive from me but I live in like North London I don't think that's bad for me to say I can say I live in North London and it's kind of like it's not it's not shitty connections but like for example it would take me like 40 minutes to get to my friends on a tube when I could just drive 15 minutes so I love my car for that but if for example I was a student living in London I would not break my car my brother actually has his car in uni but he's in Newcastle it's a bit different like I feel like Newcastle's a bit more like uh, like I say Belfast as if everyone knows what Belfast is, but like like a hometown. Like it's not as big city vibes. Like you actually could drive around there. I don't, to be honest, I don't really know why he has his car there. Like what is he using it for? So yeah, wouldn't recommend driving in London. I love it. I wouldn't, I'm not going to get rid of my car, but like I just, it's unrealistic to be honest. Someone said, what do you, how do you come up with what to eat every day? I basically eat the exact same thing every single day so I I tend to wake up at like actually you know what it's kind of changed now but anyway I'll tell you what I usually do I usually wake up at like nine and then I have my first meal around 10 I have my avocado and beans on toast and then if I'm out and about I maybe will go into prep and get my chipotle and hummus wrap because it's my favorite thing in the entire world and then for dinner I treat myself to delivery every single day which is actually terrible you know what that's not true sometimes I make my one pot pasta which I think I've given you a tutorial on before on my youtube if you watch my youtube uh, I make this like really great creamy tomato pasta but it's like it's um you know tasty that website like they kind of do like food videos on facebook I used to love them I used to sit there for hours on facebook and just scroll through tasty cooking videos I'm obsessed with cooking videos and like I just sit there and watch them all day every day and I don't know why because I'm not ever going to put any of these like skills I've learned from them into practice. Like I I don't really cook. I can make fajitas. I'm, I make a mean fajita, but that's about the height of it. Fajitas and pasta. Uh, otherwise for dinner, I am delivering. And you know what? I actually haven't got delivery plus yet, which is like the most stupid thing I've ever done. So delivery plus is like, this one's like a delivery brand. I swear it's not. I'm just a, I'm a huge advocate of delivery. Um, they have delivery plus which you can pay like I think it's like a fiver a month and you get free delivery and delivery is like a fiver each time and for some reason I still haven't got it even though I deliver once or maybe twice a day uh, because I think that it's going to encourage me to deliver more which I think is literally impossible but anyway yes I do deliver most days it's kind of disgusting um I get either a burrito for dinner I love a burrito I usually get like chipotle or tortilla but you know neither of them kind of live up to my expectation of burritos after growing up on Boojum. Boojum is this like burrito chain in Belfast that is or it's actually all over Ireland now it's genuinely incredible if you watch my YouTube again you've heard me talk about it so many times probably sick of me talking about it but if you ever visit Ireland please like I'm not even gonna like, recommend you like visit the sites like don't visit Giant's Causeway or like the Guinness factory literally just go get a burrito from Boojum and go home again like there's no need to see anything else it isn't sensational um, but yeah, I usually get a burrito for dinner. It's usually quite underwhelming, but I, it's just easy. And like, I see my burrito order is really terrifying because I don't get rice. It's literally just, and I don't, I don't get um, like meat or anything. So it's just vegetables and salsa in a wrap, which is not a burrito. But otherwise I will get sushi. I love sushi. I get the same thing every time. Have you ever tried seaweed salad? Because I, you know, I have a phobia of seaweed. I'm absolutely terrified of seaweed. I, I hate it. It actually like stops me from going in the sea on holiday. Um, but I love seaweed salad. I think it's kind of like a bit of fuck you to seaweed that I just sit there and eat it for my dinner. And then I also get gyoza. I'm obsessed with gyoza at the minute. Oh my God, wait guys, Vietnamese food. Have you ever tried it? Because it's sensational. I want to go to Vietnam purely just to have Vietnamese food. There's this thing, just humor me. And next time you're like, 
out getting Deliveroo or like you're at a market or something I, there's always like Vietnamese stalls at markets please just try get a banh mi there's one in Camden market that is absolutely delicious and um, they also do those like you know those things that were viral on TikTok the, the summer spring rolls they that, that's Vietnamese food as well but the banh mi's are like this baguette but it's like it's different it's just different okay just trust me it's not like it's not like a vegetable baguette but I get like the tofu banh mi and it's got tofu and vegetables and spaghetti with a really really nice sauce and I'm not selling it very well but it's just it will change your life get a banh mi next time you're getting delivery it's so good but yeah I usually switch between all them and um, it's, it's kind of boring I literally eat the exact same thing every day So obviously I moved flat. If, if you watch my YouTube, you would see that I changed flat, I think two months ago. I used to live in like a very industrial area. It was in South London. Um, it was so central. It was literally like 10 minutes away from Oxford Street. Uh, I lived in one of those like, what, how do you say, like a complex? Like it was like a huge big tower with like hundreds and maybe even like thousands. No, that might be a bit dramatic, but like hundreds of flats all look the exact same um I had a swimming pool had 24-hour concierge at a gym and all it was like one of those ones I genuinely like couldn't believe that that was my life like I had I was so high up I think I was on like the 32nd floor or something um but just like when you walked out of there there was nothing around you it's it's fine and it's so well connected but I kind of got a wee bit lonely because obviously I'm used to growing up in like quite a small I mean I guess Belfast where I'm from is a city but it's like it's basically like a wee small town like where I live like the area I live there's like a road like a wee high street kind of thing with all like cafes and the tables are sat outside it it, it wasn't it was a big difference and obviously I moved in the middle of a pandemic so there was a lot of time spent like you know I remember that like, um when we were in lockdown for I swear about six months like there was a lot of time just spent like in the grey weather in this like kind of dead area of London just like not even my flat like I wouldn't even go for a walk a day and it kind of I just I, I just found that area quite depressing and like it's not as if you could pop out for 10 minutes just to go get a coffee I mean you could you could go to like the Pret in the tube station but it there was no sense of community at all like I had never met one person that lived in my building like we just you just wouldn't speak to each other the only person I sometimes spoke to was the concierge obviously I had like friends and stuff as well but just like you wouldn't like make friends with people living near you and then obviously I was meant to move home so my lease ended in that flat and I didn't even look for another flat until I obviously spontaneously decided I was moving back to London if you watch my YouTube you'll know the whole the whole thing that went down there it was all very I don't know impulsive of me that's very like me I'm very impulsive so yeah I got this new flat when I moved back to London and it is literally like polar opposite of my first flat uh it's in the polar opposite direction of London it's like in it's not even like a tower or anything it's like in a I, I can't say that word tower tower um it's in like a, an old house I imagine that it all used to be one house there's like three other flats in this building um it's like and like I have like a garden to look over it's all very leafy like there's so many cafes everyone's so nice like I'm friends with all my neighbors now it's just like very home vibes and the architecture is very different uh it's very like I well I've decorated it very white and beige which is really really nice but now I've changed my mind completely again like I change my mind every month about what I like and like what my new style is and now I want it to be more quirky but I don't know how to be quirky so if anyone's got any tips for me on how to make my apartment more quirky please do let me know because 
I just want to add some more fun colors in. Like, it's so, like, it looks like my flat looks like a showroom. It looks like, you know, it looks like, it looks like a yummy mummy's dream. Like, I should start, like, Pilates and yoga because, like, uh, this, I, I literally live in a yummy mummy's flat. It's amazing. I'm so obsessed with it. But it's just, I, there's no personality to it, I guess. Well, you know what? I did put pasta and jars on my shelf. And I thought that was quite personality of me. That made no sense whatsoever. But like, I really like pasta. So I thought, let's just put some pasta on display. And I thought that was really quirky of me. Okay. <laughs> okay maybe it wasn't but like yeah I just want to like my my problem is I would love to put art on the walls this is gonna sound really weird I I don't think I like art it's not that I don't like art but like I don't know what I like like I I don't like too like busy paintings but like whenever I'm at someone else's house and I see paintings on the wall I'm like oh that looks so good I'm just too fussy and like sick of looking at things so I can imagine like art just not going down well in my flat but yeah please if you have any recommendations of how to make my flat a little bit more like fun and like you know when you like go to someone's like family home when they've got like loads of pictures and like little artifacts like I just want that um but I obviously yeah I feel like that's kind of like I'm gonna have to collect that over the years I will get to that soon but yeah just let me know if you've got any quirky ideas for my flat I hate saying that um yeah but the architecture is very different I do much prefer this, this just feels like a lot more homely if you know what I mean so is it as expensive as people make out yes probably more expensive it's literally like extortionate it doesn't have to be extortionate. I think people kind of, when they think of London, they think of the certain like London lifestyle, which is obviously very expensive. It's just like things as simple as a bowl of pasta. For example, like, like there's a wee small Italian, like tiny little like family owned Italian. It's not like a big chain or anything down on my high street. And it's not fancy whatsoever. Like the tables outside are like, you know, there's like steel radley tables. Like the pasta is nice, but it's like, it's just literally like a hearty bowl of pasta. You'd think it would cost probably seven pounds. It's like 20 quid for a bowl of pasta. Like just things as simple as that are so expensive. What else is expensive? Drinks? Oh my God. Oh my God. Every single person like that's come over to visit me from Belfast has literally like been so shocked by the price of drinks. Again, completely depends where you go out. Like if you're going to go out in Central or like Notting Hill, etc., they are going to be way more expensive. If you go a bit more like North London, um, or like South London, it can be easier. Shoreditch as well, so expensive. I like, I have a love-hate relationship with Shoreditch. I think it's such a cool area, uh, which is, there's like East London, if you've never been to London. Uh, and I love like going vintage shopping there. It's got really cool food, but it's just like it, the traffic there and like everything about it is just so expensive. It's kind of like, I'm not like the biggest fan of East London for nights out because it just is, it is very expensive. I love going shopping there. I love East London during the day, but I just wouldn't go out. Um, I wouldn't go out drinking there. I mean, as I say that about like all of London. It's like, I'd say like a lot of places are like 15 quid for a drink, 10 for like a vodka mixer, but that's just like, it's disgusting. Like, cause like, I'm like quite a heavyweight. Like I'm not a lightweight. So I'd say I'd usually have about, I'm gonna say 10 drinks but like 10 drinks overall including like shots and all that's easy 120 quid down the drain on a night out like that is disgusting whenever I'm in Belfast I swear I spend like 30 quid on a night out easy so yeah London is very expensive but it does depend where you go you can like you can go like um a bit further out and have like a decent night out and it won't be as expensive but if you're going out in central London like just please take out like a small mortgage if I was to give you some recommendations on where to go out for drinks and stuff, 
if you wanted to go clubbing, I'm not going to say central London. Like, I, whenever I first moved to London, I used to go to those, you know, promoter clubs. I didn't really know they were a thing until I moved to London. But it's basically these clubs where, like, they're all in, like, Mayfair, like, very, very central London, where all the girls get in for free. You have to wear, like, heels and a dress, and you get free drink all night. So the only people that pay are the boys that go, and you, like, sit on the boys' table. It's, like, it is the most tapped concept ever I don't know how it's a thing and I used to eat it up I used to go all the time get in free have a full free night I like I, I don't know what profit the club get of like giving you free vodka all night and I used to get in some states because like when it's free drink like how do you say no like I just like I'm like keep them coming boys and then literally had to get carried out like every time I used to go out clubbing but yeah um they were like they're such bad clubs because everyone just sits there like at the booth like on their phone like pretending to like have a good time and like anytime a camera is pointed in their direction they're like woo and like realistically they're, they're not having fun like the second that camera's off and they're, they're back on their phone texting someone like it's not good vibes at all like hardly anyone gets up and dances it's good for a girl if you want a free night out, but it's just like it, it, the boys there are all really creepy and like it's just like if you want to go spot some Love Islanders, that's the place to go. Now I kind of tend to go to more like pubs and stuff with my friends. I love going out in Notting Hill. There's this place that's um, a sandwich shop by day and a club at night, and I'm obsessed with it. I literally love like I love going there. It's like really low ceiling. I love that. There's this place in Tottenham called The Calls which is so fun mind you apparently I had to close over summer because someone died in it which is a bit morbid but um they have like three rooms they have a techno room which is fun uh, I do love techno sometimes like for like half an hour I can do techno but then sometimes it doesn't it hurts my ears a wee bit they had this ABBA room which I was genuinely in my element when I say ABBA it wasn't all ABBA there was some like earth wind and fire and stuff but like that's like that's what I enjoy and then I walked in to a drum and bass room now, obviously, I'm not from England, so I'm not too familiar with drum and bass. And it, I think it was my first time ever hearing it at an actual club. How do you dance to that? Like, the beat is so quick. I was like, I had to leave immediately because I felt so awkward because I didn't know at what like at what pace to dance at. Like, it, it was it's the most bizarre thing. I don't know why drum and bass is a thing. <laughs> I guess it's up, up some people's alley, but, like, I just had never experienced something like that before. I mean, you'll know what I mean if you've been to a drum and bass thing, but, like, how is that such a big thing here? I'm not really familiar with English music at all. Like, you know, like grime and stuff, like English rappers. I don't really know much about them because we don't really listen to them in Ireland. We listen to like more American rappers, I feel. Like, well, growing up anyway, like I really, the only person that we really listened to was like Stormzy. Um, so I'm not really familiar with English music at all. Uh, but yeah, that drum and bass experience was kind of terrifying. And I don't think I'm going to be going to any drum and bass raves anytime soon. So someone said, do you feel safe living in London? Um, I guess that's obviously like quite scary because it's a huge city and there's obviously all that stuff that's been going on this year. I don't feel like I feel any less safe here than I would do living in any other big city in England, I guess. Obviously that spiking stuff that's been happening is terrible, but I also feel like that's happening more in the uni cities. I mean, any girl when they're on a night out needs to be like wary it is disgusting that I have to even have to say that and like sometimes I feel like I'm not wary enough like sometimes I forget to put my hand over my drink and I'm like oh I'm such an idiot and I put my hand over my drink I'm like why is that even a thing um but apart from nights out I don't feel unsafe during the day in London I don't think a lot of stuff happens really during the day it's, it is mostly at night I wouldn't really ever go out on my own at night I don't really go running here 
I don't know if that's because I feel unsafe or it's because I'm I'd be so embarrassed if anyone saw me on a run. Like I don't know, like it gives me the ick thinking of someone seeing me on a run. Like imagine like, oh there's Olivia Neal and like why is her face so red? Oh like I don't know. Like I I'm not like I'm not a pretty exerciser. Like I'm not also a pretty runner. Like by the end, like of my run, like I'm just like stomping, like flailing around with like drip like sweat dripping down me. I'm a sweaty girl. So yeah, I think that's what's deterring me from going on a run. But I kind of just say it's because I feel unsafe going on a run on my own. Um there's a lot of catcalling, which I hadn't experienced. Like in Ireland, there's like no one catcalls you because like, I feel like because it's such a small area, like, you're nine times out of ten, you don't probably know the person that's catcalling you. But, like, in central London, it's disgusting. Like, there's so much catcalling. Uh, it's kind of like if you've ever been on holiday uh, to, like, Europe, there's, like, quite a lot of catcalling. It's quite like that. Uh, basically, like, I don't know if I feel very unsafe. Oh, one thing that's really, really been, like, scary that's been happening is, right, so I'm pretty sure I lock my car when I park it. I mean, at least I think I do I basically park outside my house and um like literally directly outside my house and I went I parked my car and I went inside for like five minutes and I came back out again got back in my car and like my glove compartment was open all my cupboards were open like my boot like had been open and like there was stuff moved around like someone had like broken into my car and like just like opened all the cupboards trying to find something to steal uh, obviously they hadn't found anything because I don't keep anything in my car because like it, it actually has happened to me before so it's like twice now someone's broken into my car so opened all the cupboards which just feels like it's, just, it's a bit violating and I keep thinking to myself I should report that to the police maybe I shouldn't even be saying this they could be listening to this but I, I don't know it is that that's something like scary thing that's really happened to me in London I've never had a really really bad experience but yeah like how odd is that well the first time that it happened um and they opened all my cupboards in my car they only took my gum which I was kind, kind of raging about actually because I had really garlicky avocado the day that um I realized that I've been like my car had been broken into and I was like going to meeting and I was like I reached for my gun that's how I, I basically realized that like um my car like had been broken into because I reached for my gun when my gun wasn't there and I was like how odd and then I realized that all my cupboards were open I don't know how it took me so long to realize and I was like okay I've just been like completely violated that's what it is it's like I'm not even scared of it because like they're not going to steal anything and I'm not stupid enough to keep anything in my car but it's just so violating like I don't know the fact that like someone had been sat in my driver's seat I'm also like this was at two o'clock during the day like how did no one see this person just like standing outside my car like throwing things about and like they must have been going up to every car and like pulling on the handles to see if it was um to see if they're open I don't I don't really know I don't really know what it was but um that yeah that's the only like scary thing that's happened to me I think someone said do you feel scared getting home after a night out or would you say the vibes are okay so obviously I live alone so a lot of the time I am coming home alone that's not a really <laughs> that's not a really promiscuous I didn't mean it in that way but like sometimes like my friends will come home with me but basically I need to wise up that's what I'm trying to say I get way too drunk uh I don't really know my limits recently I've not been too bad actually like um over Halloween and stuff I was okay I had a few nights out and I was home by like one I have been doing that a lot recently like just having civilized nights out and it's it's really nice and I feel so much better for it but there are sometimes like I won't have a big enough dinner and I feel like I can't get a good drunk and then I just keep drinking and keep drinking and then all of a sudden I'm paralytic it does happen quite a lot it happened on my birthday I got my my brother I was staying in a hotel uh, when he came over to visit me for my birthday and he had to come back from his hotel to the club to fireman lift me home 
Uh, so that was like, I just, I, whenever I like get really drunk though, I just pass out, which is I guess quite good because I'm not like making a dick out of myself. Like I'm not going around chatting muck to like everyone around me. Like I literally just pass out. But like the amount of times I've just passed out and woken up home is so concerning. It's like, I don't know how I've been okay. It's, like it's so stupid. And I don't know how like I've managed to come out of it all unscathed so far uh I'm I'm starting to wise up a bit like it is happening I turn 20 like I'm wising up a bit but it, that does happen to me a lot like I just like pass out and wake up in my in my home also like another thing that I've been ha- like I've been doing when I come back from nights out is like I keep falling asleep on my sofa but like intentionally basically sometimes I find like waking up in my bedroom really really lonely um I think my bedroom might be slightly haunted. I get like really, really bad vibes in my bedroom. I just never go in there. It's like, it's like quite vast. It's quite large and there's not much furniture in it. Maybe that's why I don't like it. Maybe it was a bit of like a jump to say it was haunted, but um, like I need, I need more stuff in it. Like I was saying, I need art in the walls because it just feels so empty and cold. And sometimes waking up in a bedroom on your own when you live alone is really like it's just it's it just makes you feel lonely that's the only time I ever feel lonely living alone whereas if I wake up on my sofa I get woken up by the natural light I always keep the tv on so I feel like I have a friend like my cat sitting beside me and then I don't know I just prefer it that's like that's what I do after every night it's quite sad actually I swear I'm not lonely I, I absolutely love living alone I like I just love having the option of um seeing people if I want to but then also having the option of just like being alone with my cat So I got a lot of questions of people asking like, how do I find an apartment? How do I find an apartment like under this price range? Like, should I get it furnished and all this kind of stuff? So I feel like the best thing to do is go on Rightmove if you're looking for an apartment. Obviously, it's this website that like has all the flats for rent um, in London on it. And then you can like refine your search to the certain price you want, to the area you want. I literally still to this day, even though I am not looking for a flat, I just spend like hours on right move. I think it's the most interesting thing to do, even if you're not planning on moving to like, well, not even to London, if even, even if you're not planning, like even if you're planning to like move to, I don't know, Liverpool or Manchester, just sit on right move. It's so much fun. I even look at like houses for sale in Cornwall. I have no intention of moving to Cornwall. I don't know why I do it. I just love sitting there and looking at it. And I find it so interesting. Um, I've been looking at a lot of like flats for sale in Notting Hill. And like I hitched the price up to like 10 million. I don't know why I do it. Like I will never in my life be able to afford that. But I just love looking at all the pictures of the houses. I think it's so interesting. Someone else also asked if like the weather, they were like, I want to move to London, but the weather is meant to be always bad. I don't know what it is here. It's like, it's genuinely got its own, like, I don't know, how you, how would you say it? Not atmosphere. London does not have its own. I mean, like, it has its own, like, forecast. <laughs> obviously, every place has its own forecast. But I obviously came from Belfast, which is a bit more north. I think it's kind of in line with, like, Liverpool and Manchester, Belfast. It's, like, all on that line. And then way down below is London. So I guess it is quite more south. But when I say south, it takes me 45 minutes to fly home. So I'm like, it, it can't be that much more south. It's always sunny here. It is always such nice weather. Like my sister came down, I think last week to visit me and she was like, what? Like, I, I she, she packed for winter because obviously it is winter. And she like had to like take all her jackets off. She was going out in like, I don't know, we're a bit dramatic. She was going out in like t-shirts and like it was literally like five degrees. We are just like everyone in Belfast, like anytime it hits, I'd say like 11 degrees, we have this thing called tops off where like everyone just takes their top off 
like 12 degrees 11 12 degrees uh so we're like when we come to london we're like whoa it's like we're in like barbados uh but yeah i don't know london is always like really really sunny it's like really nice weather all the time and i feel like it hardly ever rains i mean i've only lived here a year so maybe like people who live in london their whole life will be like shut up you have no idea what you're talking about but for me i literally am obsessed with the weather and in summer as well like if you live in london there is no need to go on holiday in summer it's like 30 degrees here it's genuinely like spain i don't know if i'm just being so dramatic about this whole thing but i don't know i'm really really impressed by the london weather uh yeah i like if you want to even come for like a like a trip to london like see what it's like come in the summer because you will be actually like bewildered by the, the heat but then it's also kind of shit because like the tube is obviously underground and the tube is like probably how you'll get around the tube is actually really really good and it's like quite cheap if, if you get oh well, let me think is this called the oyster card i do not have one i like i'm such a shit londoner like i don't get the tube just because like the tube near me is not good like it's like i don't like the line it's on and yes you could just get off the tube at a certain point and change onto another tube but how bad is this right i like go on city mapper which is this app that tells you if, if you ever come to london please get city mapper it's like the easiest way to get around it tells you like what platform to go to like what tube to get like what direction of tube you need to get and like what stops you need to get off at sometimes you have to like switch over tube lines which literally means just getting off a tube walking two minutes to the other platform and getting on another tube if my journey says i have to switch tubes i won't get the tube <laughs> i won't get the tube which is just the most ridiculous thing in the entire world like i need to kick up the arse because that is like it's just ridiculous um but yeah the tube's underground and i find it really stuffy like in the summer like you would have like you'd have to pay me good money to get on that tube like when it's busy it gets so hot i'd say it's upwards of 50 degrees not to be dramatic because it's like city it can't get a bit stuffy but like if you go up to north london to like Hampstead like Hampstead Heath they have these like ponds which you can go swimming in and they're literally incredible in the summer like if you ever come to London in summer you have to go to the Hampstead ponds it's so cute and you will literally feel like you're in Spain but yeah can't fault the weather here that's like one really really good thing about London so I hope you enjoyed my experience with London I actually I love London I can't even fault it i'm literally loving living here so much i feel like my favorite thing about it is just like there's something happening everywhere like you don't even need to be like doing anything you don't even like have to plan something you can just walk around the streets and there's always something going on it's always busy it's, it's just like it's just a place to be london i love it right i'm not actually gonna go on a walk you know where i'm gonna go i'm gonna go to london zoo but not paying to go to london zoo because i'm a bit like torn if i like zoos or not so i'm gonna go walk to regent's park because you can actually see the zoo that's a wee hack for you if you ever come to london you don't want to pay to go to the zoo just go to regent's park and go on a walk and you can like see all the camels and the lions and stuff it's pretty incredible for free but yeah gonna go do that now i hope you enjoyed love you bye Inner Monologue is a Spotify original podcast produced by Spirit Studios with Raymond Tanner as my producer. Make sure to follow Inner Monologue so you never miss an episode and don't forget to DM me your questions for next week. Lots of love, Olivia.